Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, guys. It's your girl, Autumn Miles, coming at you today. Hope you guys are having a fantastic, amazing, wonderful day. Um, I am. It's a great day. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I have a word for y'all today. Um, what's in you that you don't see? That's what we're going to be talking about. What's in you that you don't see? You don't see it, but it's in you. You don't know it, but it's in you. That's what we're going to be talking about uh, in just a minute. Released my third ba- book, Baby, uh, Gangster Prayer, last week. And could not be more grateful for each and every one of you guys that have supported, that have pre-ordered, that have bought the book, that have messaged us saying that it changed your life. Could We're like blown. I am blown away. I'm blown away. Um, So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You can go pick up this book anywhere books are sold. It will be in the Metroplex around um, around your favorite bookstore and retailer. Go pick it up. This is a great resource, you guys, for um, small groups. Amazing. Uh, It's really going to challenge, you know, each chapter goes through a different type of prayer. It goes through the foundation of prayer, all that kind of stuff. And I actually share a lot of very personal stories in here that it's funny. Rick Walker, if you listened to the show last week, was here last week and he's like, I never knew that you're going through all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to lead with everything terrible that's happening in my life. I'm going to tell you I'm fine. <laughs> but uh, a lot of personal stories in this book. The audio book, we actually did an audio book with this one too, um, which really challenged me. So that is available for sale too. My husband bought it today and he was so excited about it. And it's, I don't like to listen to myself. So I was like, go in the other room and listen to it. Um, but we're super proud of that. Also, I want to tell you, I do travel and speak when I'm not at 100.7 The Word. Um, and I would love to come to your event and speak, teach, whatever it is, your women's ministry event, your conference, whatever it is. Uh, I don't really talk about that a lot, but that is definitely something that I love to do. I would say... Um, professionally is one of my, uh, my first love. That's where I started. So would love to do that. You can email hello at autumn miles. If you're interested in that, what is in you that you do not see? You do not see. Okay. I've been challenged by God, uh, in this area, um, lately, I would say this year. Okay. Um, sometimes we can get, we can, how do I want to say this, barricade our potential by saying, this is who I am. This is what I like to do. Um, I've always done it this way. Okay. Um, and you might be right. Okay. That, that might be who you are that, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's certain things about me that, um, I know that I'm not super, super great at, Or is it that they're just underdeveloped? What is it? 
Because I think sometimes we'll say, oh, I'm not good at that. So we dismiss it when God wants to develop something in us that he sees in us can be a great asset to us. But we dismiss it because it's painful to grow in that area. Y'all trucking with me? You're going to hate me in about 25 minutes. Uh, Listen, I've been a pastor's daughter my whole life. Super proud of that. All you PKs out there, author, radio host, hello, podcast host, selfie videos, blah, 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 blah. I've written for a lot of different outlets, but listen to me. I think sometimes maybe it's our pride. Our pride gets in the way and tells us this is what we do. This is what we're good at. And sometimes we don't even understand or realize what else God has deposited in us. Am I making sense to you guys today? I want you to expand what you think that you are because I'm 38 years old. And yes, all of these things I've done, and this is in the vein of what I believe my gifts are. But what if there is something else that I dismiss because I don't value something that the creator has put in me that he wants to mature in me for a calling that I've yet to see, right? Be careful how you talk about yourself. Now, we all have spiritual gifts. We all have talents that we gravitate towards. But I think at this stage, at 38 years old, how do I know what God's going to call me to in 20 years? If I pigeonhole myself in, if I barricade my potential and say, this is the only thing that I will ever do, I might miss an opportunity that might have great fruit for the kingdom of God if I shut it down because it's that, that, that um, character trait in me is too uncomfortable for me, allowed to, uh, for, for me to allow God to grow it. Make sense? What is in you that you do not see? God told me um, a a while ago, a while ago, you don't realize everything I've put inside of you. I mean, in my pride, you know, sometimes I think we are like, um, I just don't do that. Or that person, she just doesn't do that because that's not who she is. And I think I was kind of pushing back on God because I know exactly what he was asking me to do when he told me this. I was pushing back on him. What? I don't want to. No, I don't want to. That's not. No, that's not what I want to do. And in his loving, strong, gracious voice, he said, but Autumn, you don't realize everything I've put inside of you. And if you let me through these trials, through these things that you're going through, If you surrender them to me, I want to pull out of you things that you don't even know are there. Like I said before, how could I at 38 years old know every single purpose for which I was created when I did not create myself? Is God asking you to do something that is outside of the realm of your comfort level or comfort zone? (laughs) I hope so, because that's when faith engages and we trust God and not how we think we are born and and, uh, the things uh, we trust God and not what we're comfortable with. I believe that he has deposited strength in us, that as we move through life, God continues to call new strength out of us. And sometimes he'll put us in situations where he will show us and call us 
what we don't even identify with. Let me go to my text today. We're in Judges today, Judges 6. Gideon's my boy. I told Dan before we started the show if I have another kid, which I'm not going to. But uh, maybe if I get a dog, I'll name him Gideon. Probably won't get a dog. Maybe I'll get a fish. I won't get a fish either. Um, I don't I don't like fish. Um, anyway, I like the name Gideon. It's a really great name. Maybe I'll have one of my kids name their kids Gideon. He's one of my favorite favorites in the Bible. Um, I want to draw this conclude the, the the this whole point of what I'm trying to say up in just um, this narrative, this conversation that Gideon has with the Lord. Um, when God comes to Gideon, he addresses him one way, but Gideon feels like he's another way. Okay. Um, what is in you that you do not see? Now, in Gideon, maybe I'll write a book about Gideon. I love him so much. In Judges 6, 11, there's so much backstory that goes into this moment. The nation of Israel has been intimidated by their enemies. They're terrified of their enemies, even though they're stronger and mightier than their enemies. They don't have that perspective. Their enemies are ravishing their crops, literally. And they find themselves in a place where they are running from them, hiding in caves. I mean, it's crazy what the Israelites are doing. Gideon is trying in this scene that we see in the Bible because of all of uh, the things that are happening to the nation of Israel. They're terrified. They're running. They're afraid. They're intimidated by their enemies. This is a result of what Gideon is trying to do to protect what's his. All right. Then Judges 6, let's say 11. The angel of the Lord came and sat under the oak tree at Oprah, not Oprah, 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 but Oprah, which belonged to Joash, the Abizarite, as his son was Gideon. And Gideon was beating out the wheat in the wine press in order to save it from the Midianites. The angel appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, valiant warrior. Now, here we find, and I actually think that Gideon had a little bit of an edge. I think he was a little bit of a gangster. I think he had a little bit of an attitude. Um, I think he was actually mad at what was happening. The Midianites were coming in. They were intimidating the land. They were ravishing it, and they, they were just frustrating. And Gideon had figured out a way to beat out the weeds in, a, in, in plain sight, but he was hidden. He had figured out in his mind how to get back at the Midianites. And so here he is, and I can almost see him in this wine press. Um, it's, it's interesting that it's a wine press. Oh, I could go into the theology behind that forever. But it's interesting that he was in a wine press, and he was, he was just beating this wheat out. And I wonder like when, when you, when you, you know, go do kickboxing or something like that, you kind of get your aggression out. I can just see him doing that. And while he was doing that, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, the Lord is with you, valiant warrior. 
the Lord is with you. I don't think at that point with Gideon hiding from the Israelites, he would have associated himself as a valiant, brave warrior. I mean, bravery, wouldn't he be, go and stand in the middle of the Midianites and beat out the wheat? No, he was hiding from them. But I don't think it was because he was scared of them. I, I think it was because he was actually smarter than they were and had figured out a way to keep his wheat and to protect his family. The Lord saw this. He saw this in him. What I think a Gideon um, was using, uh, the, the Gideon was using aggression, and God saw that as a great char- characteristic for what he needed Gideon to do. So it was while he was beating it out, while he was frustrated, God met with him and said, the Lord is with you, valiant warrior. But this was Gideon's response. Oh, my Lord. If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Listen to him, his little attitude. And where are all the miracles which our father told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hands of Midian. So here Gideon is talking to God. And I actually love this conversation because got a little bit of an attitude, but it's authentic. It's real. It's not plastic. It's not filtered. He's saying, listen, I don't like this. Really? You're telling me the Lord is with me? But look at all this stuff that's going on. Look at look at what's happened. How can you actually say and confirm that the Lord is with us? And the Lord looked at him and said, this. Go in this, your strength, and deliver Israel from the hands of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? I don't think in that moment, Gideon would have said, I am a valiant warrior, and I am super ready and very excited about going and beating all the Midianites. But he had a little bit of grit. And God wanted to use the grit that he saw in Gideon that he had placed there. He wanted to mature it. He wanted to confirm it. He wanted to affirm it because God knew that the Midianites would in fact need to be defeated. And the only way that he was going to defeat them was he was going to use and work through Gideon in order to do that. So he affirmed him. No, no, I have placed this in you. You are my warrior. And I'm going to use you to defeat Midian. This is Gideon's response. I love. It's so authentic. It's so not plastic or filtered. Gideon said to him, Oh, Lord, how shall I deliver Israel? Behold, my family is the least in Manasseh, and I am the youngest in my father's house. Okay, Lord, that's really funny. How am I going to do that? They've intimidated us. They've taken our food. Here I am hiding in a wine press, beating out the wheat. I'm frustrated. I know what you're saying, but how in the world am I going to figure this out? How am I going to do it? He didn't see the warrior in him that God had created him to be. He didn't see everything that was uh, he had going for him that God had placed in him for this very moment. He couldn't see it. All he knew is that he was the youngest in his father's house. He was in the least uh, mona- uh, the least. Uh, 
tribe in Israel. All he could see was what he had always seen. He was the least. He was the least. He was the least. And God looked at him and confronted him and told him what was actually placed in him by his creator in order to accomplish the things that God had just told him he would do. How many times in our lives has God asked us to do something and we have given him the um, excuse, but I'm the least, but I can't do that. Well, I don't have an education. Well, I don't have a, I don't have a degree. I don't have money. I don't have this. I don't have connections. I'm the least Lord. I'm the least. How in the world can I go and fight this battle or go and slay this Goliath or go and, and uh, uh, march around these Jericho walls and have them fall. I'm the least. How, How could you choose me? I'm the least. And then this is what the Lord said to him. Surely I will be with you. You plus me equals power. Your weakness is my strength. Surely I will be with you and you shall defeat Midian. What does it say? Even as one man. Let me tell you something. God knows exactly what he has placed on the inside of you. And he knows when to pull it out, when to confirm it, when to mature it, when to bring it forth. He has an answer for all of your questions. He has an answer for all of your, but God, but I'm the least God. He's got an answer for all of that. And he knows all he needs is a willing vessel that he can work through in order to accomplish what he wants to. He needs a willing vessel that he can attach his might to. And that's exactly what he saw in Gideon. Gideon was so wrapped up in what he had always been. And God wanted him for a moment to forget that. He wanted him for a moment to open his eyes to see what God had created him to be, not what he had always been. That's why I think this is such a problem when it comes to um, us saying, well, this is just the way that I am. How many people have met people that have used that excuse? I can't, I can't work in the children's ministry. I mean, I might doctorate in James. Really? As a matter of fact, James actually talks multiple times. Multiple times. Anyway, that's a tangent. Um, I can't do that. I don't think that I'm called to that. Well, maybe God is calling something else out in you. A gift that's rusty that he wants to come forth. I can't write a book. I can't foster a kid. I'm 70 years old. Really? The foster system is full of children that just want someone to love them. They don't care how old you are. They just want someone to love them and care about them and and, and accept them and, and bring them into their family. I can't give money to the church. That means I can't buy my new car. Really? This is the way I've always done it. And I'm not going to change. And I want to push back on that for a second. Because you can surely 100% have that mentality. This is the way I've always done it. This is what I'm good at. And absolutely, we have spiritual gifts. I understand that. Very aware of that. But sometimes we only use a few of them, a few of our talents, a few of our gifts. 
when God wants to pull something else out of you? What if Gideon would have looked back at God and said, because I'm the least, I'm not going to. Rather than, okay, I get that I'm the least, but Lord, work through me. God replied to him when he was talking about him being the least and uh, the youngest in his father's house and the least of the tribes of Israel. And he said this, I want to read this again, but the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat Midian, Midian even as one man. This is what that tells me. Uh, and and um, a little bit later in the text, um, we'll find that Gideon gathers up thousands and then uh, God kind of whittles it down to 300. But you know what? This one statement right here tells me that God could have used Gideon alone to defeat the Midianites. He didn't even need the 300 men. He just needed one, one willing guy that his might could filter through in order to save the nation of Israel from this. And I just wonder, are you that one willing guy? Are you willing to be uncomfortable? Are you willing for God to mature um, something in you that you, you, you don't want to be matured? Are you, are you willing? Are you willing to do that? Not everybody is. And I was absolutely challenged by this. What I'm doing now, where I'm, where I'm at now, to, it would be like when I was in high school, it was so funny. We we're talking about this on the way there, on the way here, um, releasing this, this third book. It's, it's almost funny. I mean, I, I'll go back home and they're like, you've written books. Wow. Did you, did you, did you finish high school? <laughs> No, they don't ask me that. But uh, I, I just, I wasn't a super great student. My sister has her master's in creative writing. You know, she's like a total genius. I just, I've always been super street smart and stuff like that. So I, it's kind of interesting that uh, God is, has used me to write books. I never in a million years thought when I was 16, sitting in my English class, that when I'm 38, I will have published three books. And that is absolutely, God knows my heart. That's absolutely nothing for me to brag about other than this. When we say God, I don't see the author in me. But if you do, you're going to have to write this thing through me. I don't see the leader in me. I've always done it this way. I'm uncomfortable with going out front. But if you do, you mature that leader in me. I don't see the mother in me. But if you do, Spirit of God, you're going to have to work through me in order to show me what I need in order to accomplish that task. I don't see it. But if you're asking me to do it, I will attach my weakness to your strength, my weakness to your might, and I will watch you take over this situation. The Lord said to Gideon, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat Midian even by one man. Man, that's powerful. If you're telling God today and he's asking you to do something weird, that doesn't fit in your talk track, that doesn't fit in your narrative, that doesn't fit in your area of expertise. 
Be careful what you tell the Lord when you say, I'm the least. Because if he's approached you, chosen you, and asked it of you, he already knows that. He is looking for humble people that are willing to carry out his plans. Not to take the glory, but to give him all the glory. And that's exactly what Gideon did. I love you guys so much. Um, I, I love, um, shows like this just because I, I, I get really, really excited because I feel like sometimes I'm the little engine that could over here. And, um, I think, I think that's a good thing. I think that's a, I think that's a good thing. I think that's, that's, that's how God wants us to, um, operate. Listen, I'm the little engine that could, but you attach God's my, uh, you know, to my little weak strength and man, miracles happen. Just like that. I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I want to just tell you to uh, go pick up Gangster Prayer, of course. Um, would love for you to read it. Would love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, we would also love to hear from you. We're, we're praying for so many people during this season. I feel like God has called us, our team, very specifically to a huge season of prayer. And um, yeah, we would love to pray for you. If you have any sort of prayer request whatsoever, you can either email us at hello at autumnmiles.com or you can go to our any of our social media sites, uh, Insta, actually Instagram and Facebook, because I don't really do Twitter. Um, send us a direct message and we answer 100% of the messages that come through. We we look at them all. They, they If we miss one, it's like a fluke. Uh, but feel free to message us. We love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. I'll be back here tomorrow on the Autumn Miles Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.